John chapter 6 verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. A warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church. You are in for an uplifting time in God's word. Enjoy the message. It is my joy to welcome you to this refreshing word coming to you from the pulpit ministry of Calvary Baptist Church. This is Pastor Fred Digby. I trust that the Lord has kept you. We have seen another day. You can hear me clearly because his gifts are working in you, particularly the gift of life. I come to you so that you would have faith in God, the confidence that God can give to you, hearing his word, living in times like this. May he bless the work of your hands. May he strengthen your resolve to live, to accomplish God's purpose for your life. And I trust that your family is well, you are well, and you are truly the light and the messenger. Wherever God sends you, you are that light, you are that messenger, you are that voice that they need to hear in times like this. Let us pray. Almighty God and Father, we come before you today because we know you are a loving God, you are a caring God, you are the one we adore. Before you there is none other. And therefore when we come to speak your word, you hear us. You challenge us, you encourage us, and you show us examples of people who believed in you and how you dealt with them, so we ourselves can be encouraged to live for you. Lord, thank you for my listening friends, that they will be encouraged as we seek to read and share your word. I pray this in Jesus, our Lord and Savior's name. Amen. My dear friend, if you join me in the past few weeks, we've been studying the book or the books of the prophets, just scanning through the prophets so that it will not be a hidden book for you and me. I will learn how God dealt with them, how they stood the times, how some of the things they said years ago, 700 years before Christ was born, a thousand years before Christ was born, is still valid today, how they taught us valuable lessons and why it is important that we do not only read those books but understand that the New Testament can be understood well if we understand some of the things of the Old Testament. If we also understand that the difficulties we face today did not come about today. The seeds can be understood long ago when people chose not to believe God, when people doubted God, when people sinned against God, and God showed them that he is the author of history. But God did whatever he did by working through his prophets. We've seen the prophet Jeremiah. We'll see today what he has to tell us. So if you have your Bible with me, and I trust that you do, because this one is a study of the Bible. It's a Bible study. We want to read what God has for us. We want to study, we want to be able to know it yourself, and be able to share with others. So Jeremiah 32, verses 1 to 9, verses 13 through 15. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 1 to 9, verse 13 to 15. So I'll start first with Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 1 and 2. See, the word 
that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, the tenth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, which was the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar. For then the king of Babylon's army besieged Jerusalem, and Jeremiah the prophet was shut up in the court of the prison, which was in the king of Judah's house. Hmm. A strange passage, but a passage that shows that sometimes the prophet of God can get into trouble just because they are doing the work of God. There are many of us who think that whenever God gives you a message, whenever you are called to serve God, you are not to suffer at all. No, sometimes God allows you to go through some type of suffering, some type of difficulty. You see, when we are going through economic difficulties, when you hear about the difficulties in the world, the COVID, the Ukraine, the Russias, when you hear about the flooding, the disasters, when you hear about the famine and hunger, you wonder. When you hear about sicknesses, you wonder. But people like Jeremiah tell us that even those who trusted in God, we see that they were tested, they were tried, but above all, they triumphed because they had faith in God. So today we'll be looking briefly about Jeremiah's faith. Jeremiah's faith. What do we see the testing was like for Jeremiah? You see, Jeremiah had made all the people of Jew or the Jewish people his slaves. And Jeremiah had kept prophesying and prophesying and prophesying. Here was Jeremiah. God had sent him to prophesy to the people of Israel. And he didn't want to go. But God told him, even when he was in his mother's womb, he, God, had appointed him to be a prophet to the nations. So at times, Jeremiah probably wondered if God had forsaken him or forgotten him. But one thing he had to know for sure, the one thing we should know for sure from the experience of Jeremiah, is that God protects us no matter what happens to you. Nebuchadnezzar had made slaves of all the people, and the prophet of God was not exempted from the troubles. So I want God to put us somewhere. When there's trouble, we live on some ivory tower. Our home is full of food. Our home is full of dance. It's full of music. It's like a chapel. We're worshiping God always. He can do that. But on earth here, even the children of God go through some of the difficulties. Christ told us in Hebrews 13 verse 5, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13, 5. That's the promise of God. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And so no matter what happened to the prophet Jeremiah, who was constantly talking to the people, who was constantly talking about God who punished sinners, because he lived among the sinners, he had to go through some of the difficulties they were going through themselves. You see, they were going through punishment because of their sin. God had told them, obey the Sabbath law. Do not steal. Do not covet. Do the right things. But they will not listen. So what happened to them? God punished them. In Jeremiah chapter 32, verses 3 to 5, we read some of the things that happened there. What do we hear there? 
It says, For Zedekiah, king of Judah, has shut him up, saying, Why do you prophesy and say, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will give this city into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall take it. And Zedekiah, king of Judah, shall not escape from the hand of the Chaldeans, but shall surely be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon, and shall speak with him face to face, and see him eye to eye. Then he shall lead Zedekiah to Babylon, and there he shall be until I visit him, says the Lord. Though you fight with the Chaldeans, you shall not succeed. Hmm. Though you fight with the Chaldeans, you shall not succeed. This is Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah's prophecy. This is what he was telling his king. And do you think he would like to hear that type of thing? No. Which king would like to hear that they will have suffering? No, they wouldn't want to. They want to be sure that God is on their side. And particularly if there's a person like Jeremiah in their kingdom, they want to hear what God is saying. And they want to hear only one thing. God is saying those who attack you, they'll be victorious. When they are unbelievers, when Nebuchadnezzar had no love for God, when you think you are the person who loves God, why do you think that God will allow such an unbeliever? Why do you think God will allow such bad circumstances to happen to, to you? But whatever was happening, the Lord was testing the nation and was testing even Jeremiah and his faith. Because if we are to go ahead of the story a little bit, we'll see that God will punish Nebuchadnezzar. But since God's people were not listening to God, God wanted to let them know that he is the God of all flesh. He's the God who demands obedience. And he can test us. He can punish us. But we should never lose faith in him. So what is the lesson here? Since we are the people of God, if you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you live in a country, if you live in this world, it is not everybody who will do the will of God. Sometimes your teacher, your prophet, your president, your parliamentarian, your doctor, your nurse, they may do the wrong things. And you wonder why their sins will affect you, why you may be punished for their sins, why you have been tested, why you have no money, why you are sick, why all these environmental troubles are upon us, why there's so much heat, there's so much confusion around. You wonder, is God with us? One thing we must remember, that the purpose of such testing is to make us better and stronger Christians, not bitter Christians. So, the prophet Jeremiah, for all that he was saying from his childhood, knowing very clear that God had sent him, also went through the testing that God allowed. It was a very trying moment. When you read Jeremiah's account, you read from verse 6 to 9, you see the type of trial he went through himself. Jeremiah, chapter 32, 
verse 6 to 9 says, And Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Behold, Hamanel, the son of Shulam, your uncle, will come to you, saying, Buy my field, which is in Anatoth, for the right of redemption is yours to buy it. Then Hamanel, my uncle's son, came to me in the court of the prison, according to the word of the Lord, and said to me, Please buy my field, that is in Anatoth, which is in the country of Benjamin, for the right of inheritance is yours, and the redemption yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. So I bought the field from Hanamel, the son of my uncle, who was in Anatoth, and weighed out to him the money, 17 shekels of silver. A very puzzling and a very perplexing passage. But we must understand something. Jeremiah was living among his people. So he had relatives, uncle, nephew. He was a family man. He had responsibility. He had family property, which had possibly almost been lost because somebody owed. And Jeremiah was supposed to buy it and pay for it so that it stays in the family. Now, what would you do? Take yourself as Jeremiah the prophet. You are telling the king that the king would go into exile because of his sin. You are telling all your people, Israel or Judah for that matter, will go into exile. They will come and take us all into exile. Because of your prophecy, you have been locked up somewhere in a prison in the castle or in the presidential lodge. But people have access to you. You have money. So it was a kind of a house arrest. So somebody comes to you or the Lord tells you, look, I'm going to send something, somebody to you, and they are coming with a proposition. When they come, obey them. It's like you are sick. You are not doing well. And you hear the Lord telling you, I'll send a sick man to you. When that person comes, pray for him. Or you don't have money or the little money you have. When somebody comes, give that money to that person. Or you are in prison. But believe me, I'll remove you from prison and I'll send you somewhere else. Sometimes we as Christians go through trying moments. But Nehemiah was used by God as a prophet. But the prophecy concerned even his own life. So Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, See, no matter what others say, when God spoke to him, he had it. In spite of his circumstances, he had it. And what did the, the Lord God say? Behold, Hanamel, the son of Shulam, your uncle, will come to you saying, Buy my field, for the right of redemption is yours. Buy it. It's like, pray for me. I'm sick. Pray for me. Redeem your family. Pray for them. Intercede for them. You see, Hanamel, Jeremiah's cousin, offered to sell land. And Jeremiah bought it because the Lord promised that later on, the Jews who possess the land again. So he had not given up on the people of Israel. He knew he would come back. He would come back to Judah. There are some of us, sometimes we get so discouraged 
that want to leave the country. Some you hear them saying, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with this country. I don't want anything to do with my tribe. I don't want to have anything to do with my people. God placed you there for a purpose. So when the trying times come, when the difficult times come, you think God has deserted you, God has deserted his people, and you are not willing to play your part, I tell you, my brother, my sister, don't let that be your story. You see, notice how Jeremiah acted on faith. God wants us to do whatever he wants us to do because God will honor his word and faith in God will always be honored. We must always expect an answer when we pray in faith and by faith that God will honor his word. Jesus in Matthew 17, 20 said, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you say to this mountain, Remove and go to yonder place, and it shall remove. Nothing shall be impossible to you. That is in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. So, Jeremiah was a prophet of God. God tested the people of Israel, or he punished the people of Israel, particularly Judah. And the prophet was also there. He was there. He was also part of the people receiving the punishment and the humiliation. More than that, the king had locked him up somewhere. And when he was still there, God was using him. Hallelujah. What a God we have. You may be going through suffering, humiliation, you may be praying and thinking that God has forsaken you and be bitter against God, but he may come to you again and give you a word and say, my messenger, go. Tell somebody, I love the person. They say, how can I go and witness to this man? How can I witness to this policeman? How can I witness to this person? How can I tell them about the love of God when I'm not experiencing it myself, when I'm in prison, when I'm in trouble? Whatever God tells you to do, have faith in him and do it because it may only be a time of testing, may be a time of trying, may be a time when God wants to know whether you sincerely love him or you love yourself. Whether you are listening to him or you are listening to the world and to your body and to your feelings, they are important. But we are to keep our eyes on God and on God always. No matter what happens around us, your focus must be on God. You must declare that I want to be the servant of God. Lord, through thick and thin, let me be your servant. Let me be known as one who believes in you. And that is what we see. Jeremiah going through and his faithfulness. You see, these people who went through these type of things believed in God. And so when the times changed, they did not always change themselves. They kept constant, even though they may not understand the will of God. You see, one of the favorite verses that people like in the book of Jeremiah Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Or you hear people talking about it, and God had prophesied, God said many things. But you know, it is the same Jeremiah who is going through trouble now. God has said, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. This is what God has said to him, 29, 11. 
But by the time we get to 32, we see that the people were not obeying God and God's laws must always be obeyed. God is not man that he should lie. God is a faithful God. When he says change, do the right thing, you must do the right thing. Otherwise, you will not be a God of justice if he does not punish you. If he says he will do it, he will do it. He does not change his word. And you, as a prophet, you must not change your word because you have heard something, because you think that, oh, what is happening is not what should happen. You're just thinking, oh, no, 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 this is just coming from me. This is just coming from me. This is just, oh, no, this is not what I desire. But what we see in the last development here is that whatever happened to Jeremiah, he remained faithful. Even through the difficulties, he remained faithful to declare the word of God. That is why we are reading about him today. And that is why you and I must always be willing to follow God's plan and God's will. The reason why God allows things like this to happen is that they should teach us that when the evil times come, when the dangerous times come, people will test us. They will try us. Difficulties will come. We will go through them. But we should never and ever give up on God. Because even the prophets of old, the Isaiahs, the Nehemiahs, the Jeremiahs, even the Lord Jesus Christ himself went through difficulty. But they did not give up. And because they did not give up, that is why we have the word of God coming to us today. And that is why we must declare it. When there are difficulties in the world and people are wondering what is happening, let God help you to be a man or a woman of faith who is tested, who is tried, but who is victorious. But let's see how this story ends. Because we always like stories with a good ending. It is only a good ending when you remain faithful. So Jeremiah chapter 32, verses 13 to 15 is a beautiful one. It said then I charged Barak before them, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, take these deeds, both this purchase deed, which is sealed, and this deed which is open, and put them in an earthen vessel, that they may last many years. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. Hallelujah. Let me read verse 15 again. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. Well, God is a God who knows today. He knows yesterday and he knows tomorrow. So in dealing with his prophet, God is showing him something. He's testing him. He's trying him. And then he asks him whether he can remain faithful. And that faithfulness must be shown by his own deed, whether he will take his money and buy land when he doesn't know whether he will live long or not. What would you do? So we see his faith in God. God instructed Jeremiah to buy the land. He did not question God. He did not say, I was wasting money. 
He made no excuses. He bought the land. Why? Because you must never doubt God. You may not know what you are doing. You may not know what is coming tomorrow. But you must believe that God knows and he knows what he's doing. And he knows why he's prompting you to do what he wants you to do. I'll give you an example. If you are clear that God wants you to do something, do it. So when Jesus was born, he was a baby. The father clearly heard in a dream, God says, take your child and go to Egypt. And to Egypt he went. But there are some who do not hear anything from God. They stand up and they leave. Because people are going to a certain country. You are a nurse, you are a professional. You look at your circumstances, you, you do not even hear God. You get up and you go. Some of, some of them leave their families. They leave their wives, they leave their children. And they go to these foreign lands and they are almost slaves over there. Some get into marriages of contract and convenience. They tell lies, they fake passports, they go through all kinds of troubles. Why? Because they did not listen to God. Listen to me, my dear friend. Have you asked God, what is your will for me? What are you telling me? Because he knows tomorrow and you don't know it. So Jeremiah bought this land because God said, buy it. Jeremiah lived in the land. They had to live there. There are difficulties, but what is God asking you to do? So Jeremiah's purchase of the land may seem foolish. You see, I mean, how can you have common sense? Jeremiah knew that they will be taken away from this land. But he, ought to, he also trusted that the all-knowing God cannot make mistakes. God knows. He knows everything. The past, the present, and the future. And he works everything out to his glory. Therefore, we can believe that the glory of God will shine through us. Friend, I like that hymn, which is a prayer. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. Pilgrim me through this barren land. I am weak, but you are mighty. Hold me, hold me, hold me with your powerful hand. So let's see what happened. He bought the land and he decided that if I am even not alive, I know somebody. And Jeremiah has taught us something very powerful. I have to learn it. You have to learn it. And we all have to learn it. How to have faith in God, which includes preparing for tomorrow. You see, he had documents covering the land. He had those documents secured somewhere. He had those documents that we are reading about today. There are some who make no provision for the future. No plan. No savings. No will. Nothing that is recorded. But he says, that says the Lord, take these deeds, both this purchase deed, which is sealed, and this deed, which is open, and put them in an earthen vessel, that they may last many, many days. Some of us are very careless about documentation, about the things that we have, about our possession, about our savings. We have locked them up in so many places that they will never and ever be found when we lose our passwords. The story is told about some documents that some people were fighting about because they were bought by some missionaries here. So they trace some of these missionaries to their hometown. They say, oh, you want a copy of your document? Okay, we brought some here, but you have one 
right on the land. So go back to the plot. Dig under a certain tree. There's a bottle there. In the bottle, big bottle, you find the title deed to your land. The people came back and dug, and surely the document was there. And they thank God that they can fight their court case and win it. Faith in God means you take action when God says you should take those actions. You see, those who are not spiritually minded cannot understand spiritual things. But when you are spiritually minded, when you are going through trials and difficulties, ask God what you have for me. And whatever he says do, do it and do it confidently and protect the inheritance he gives you, the future he gives you, because his word is always true. Have faith in God, no matter what. Stay blessed. Do his work. Do his will, even in difficult times like this. And yours will be a shining reward when the King comes. Stay blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. You just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church, headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Degbe. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via calvarybaptistghana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024-369-0485 or 0302-231-854 or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200-181680. God bless you.